And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of the Lost Podcast of Titan, a father and son journey through sci-fi series that unite our generations where we just sit around, commentate over stuff. It's uh, completely unique. Never and the son, get, the son gets a unending opportunity to yank his poor father's chain. It's Yeah, well, I mean, it's really the secret reason why I'm doing the podcast. And you can tell me how much I yank my father's chain by emailing us at lostpodcastoftitan at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Tell people how much I give my papa grief. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you should hopefully be noticing the improved sound. Yeah, yes. We uh, we fired our engineer. Uh, yes. Uh, every time there was network issues, he would drop, and it sometimes just crapped out everything. And so we're doing it in a more difficult and cumbersome manner, but it ups the quality. And really, ladies and gentlemen, that's our love. We want to give you quality. That's right. Yes. Only the best for our audience. Extra gas mileage, more pats of butter at the restaurant, that kind of thing. Let's not get crazy now. Those pats of butter add what? up, all right? What? Let's not, listen, get, listen. Let's, let's their not doctor, get crazy now. Their doctor sent me emails telling me they need to cut back on the pats of butter. Oh, so we are getting emails. No, we're not. Well, actually, hold on. Let me double check. Just, just, to, just to make sure here. Okay, and no emails. No emails. We have to do the call to action. That's right. Call to action. Call to action. Email us. Tell us how many pats of butter you put on your pancakes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Drown uh, I mean, those uh, bad well, I mean, boys. Well, I mean, I'm uh, I'm figuring we could start trying to advertise the show during this week. And, you know, one of the things they suggest is the call to action. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Call to action. Ooh. I had another idea, but I'll let you know after we're finished. Oh, okay. Well, you don't want to share it with the audience? Well, I thought maybe you could go through our previous um, uh, podcast, uh, find about 10, 15 second long clips of some of our best comments, and put together a 30 minute sort of promo. Yeah, this is a reel. That's, that's already on the cards. Okay. You sound disappointed. Well, no, I mean, just pardon me for thinking. <laughs> But I'll try I to told you again. I was doing this. Okay. I said, you, oh, wait, is this a bit? Are you like pretending no, you come up no. with the idea? <laughs> no, I must have missed that email. It's okay. This is a this is a sci-fi series podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we are doing, we're back to Star Trek after our journey into the land of James Cameron and Harlan Ellison. Yes, our special two-part Harlan Ellison lawsuit film festival. Which was a complete bust in terms of, you know, digging deep into the root of what Harlan Ellison's issue was. I think his issue was Terminator made money. But, uh. Which is always a are, serious crime in Hollywood for some people. It is, actually. So we are in Star Trek The Original Series episode, The Squire of Gothos. And if you want to go ahead and pull that up in any of your favorite uh, physical media or streaming services, uh, you can go ahead and just pause us and come back when you're at that zero, zero mark. And welcome back. We'll go ahead and get the show started in three, two, one, play. Ah. No death machines, no skulls on the street, <laughs> the cute ass yeoman with a short skirt, 
passing out delivering coffee. coffee. Another fucking helmsman. <laughs> Who's this fucking asshole? He should wear. They should wear numbers on their back. They really should. <laughs> like, imagine the casting call they have for the. You know, this is the fourth or fifth helmsman we've had for this ship. It's a cursed role. Oh, shut up, Spock. God damn it. I know. I just... Who wound you up? Be a science officer. Discover something. Uh. At least you gave coffee to uh, Uhura, who is putting liquid on a console Console, at a very precarious angle. If they get one of those weapon impacts or something like that, she's going to have her hands or lap full. And he's got his cup on the console, too. This is a train wreck waiting to happen. I know. Like, this is driving me mad. This isn't... I mean, this stuff blows up at the slightest nudge. Well, unless you could change your course, and then you wouldn't be passing close, but I guess you want to take a look at it. Inconceivable that they just didn't notice a planet? Well, it's just now appearing on their sensor switch, but yeah, I'm already starting to smell something. Well, that's true with an iron core planet, right? Like, don't iron core planets have, you know, natural radio waves? Or am I just pulling something out of my ass? Uh, you're kind of pulling something out of your ass. But, like I say, Jupiter is a natural radio source, and so is our sun. What? And it happened on the bridge, and I didn't notice it? Why are, Wait, why are we doing full reverse? They, they've disappeared. They, they didn't fly forward or, you know, Well, whatever. they're worried that maybe more, if they click closer to the planet, more people will disappear. Like the coin and who would Spock... Uh, snark at. (laughs) Well, considering everything that's passed so far, this seek out new life and explore worlds isn't really working out too well. They keep getting people killed. They're running through helmsmen like, you know, the house is on fire. (laughs) They might want They're to just leaving coffee at a precarious yeah. angle on their consoles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what if, if that is want... coffee, yeah, I was going to ask. What if I wanted tea? Can I get tea? You have to tell the yeoman, and she'll be happy to bounce her cute little butt <laughs> up and down the corridors to get you whatever you so desire. Because that is apparently all the yeoman does in the Star Trek universe. The episode was written by uh, Paul Schneider and. I kept thinking, that sounds so familiar, and I, but I couldn't put my finger on it until I checked. And it turns out Paul Schneider wrote a lot of Mr. Magoo cartoons back in the 50s and 60s. Ah. Uh, so he comes from a literary heritage. <laughs> oh, yes. Classic American uh, literature. Uh. Spock, can you calm the hell down? Currently, I'm captain, and I'm digging this job. Right. 
Forget what I said in the Galileo 7. This command bit's really the boss. A tornadic storm? The fuck is a tornadic storm? Storm with a lot I mean, of tornadoes. I understand it's a tornado storm, but like, isn't that just a tornado storm? Yeah, well, actually, he's describing uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, but that's uh, something else entirely. Oh, wait, it couldn't be Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. They don't talk like that there. And no one's watching the helm? They're all looking at Uhura? Well, I mean, if uh, you're going to look at anything, well, true. you may as well look at Uhura. We're going to ask Spock arm, about jokes. Arm photon torpedoes. <laughs> right. Clearly, this is a Romulan trap. That's right. They have a geophysicist handling uh, the helm. Oh, he'll deal with it, I guess. He's he's a Vulcan. <laughs> but Dr. Jaeger is going to get his ass killed. And probably the helmsman, too. Oh, here, we got two more people. <laughs> now we have two more empty spots on the bridge. That laser beacon later on shows up as a welding device and has been described in tech manuals as a ray gun. So you're getting a lot of mileage out of that little bitty prop. See, I don't know. I would love to be a prop designer for a show like this, but I feel as though once I made one thing, they'll just simply repurpose it again and again and I'll be out of a job. Well, like depending on how good and how awesome I make the part. Well, if you get paid, I mean, if they obviously would hopefully give you more than one prop to design. Oh, you are so naive. <laughs> no. Joke. <laughs> I consider Hollywood. Well, okay. Obviously, my experience with Hollywood has been rather small. I mean, I'm surprised they don't make them pay uh, the, the studio for the privilege of designing, you know, props. It's good exposure. It'll get you work. Blah, 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 blah. And wandering off alone, wandering <laughs> off alone. God damn it. Assholes. You think they would learn? Oh, they found a red lobster. Aren't they concerned that, you know, the planet was supposed to have the toxic atmosphere and not really? They were they were mentioning that and that's why they were surprised to find a breathable atmosphere and trees and stuff. And obviously this is also uh, raising little bumps of curiosity. Uh, 
the castle. Like, I'm sorry. Just start blasting. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. What the fuck is that on the wall? Um, leftover from their vacation in Mexico. <laughs> they just put fucking googly eyes on like a cat or something like that. We got a bust of Napoleon, a rather nice looking globe. I don't know what that is on the stand below the shield, but... That's a statue. I'm here to help, Papa. Oh, thank you, yes. I I appreciate you being here. What the, what the fuck is that? What? The eyes just, like, shoot straight out. Hey, what? The soap vampire! How'd you what get here? What bullshit is this? They really wanted to just use that costume again. No, look at the thing on the wall over the over uh, Walking Dead Man's shoulder. <laughs> okay. And also, you blinked. You're supposed to be frozen. Somebody go and go tickle, 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 tickle. <laughs> and Sulu, you're you're wobbling back and forth. And your eyes are moving. Stop that. This is when Vincent Price walks in? Oh. Uh, that would have been cool. I wonder why he hasn't been in a Star Trek episode. He was... Well, Vincent Price was a busy person. He was busy playing uh, Egghead on the Batman episode, so... Yeah, so clearly he's doing it for the art. <laughs> no, he was uh, an actor who liked to act rather than just sit around on his butt and wait for, quote, great roles to come in. Yeah. William Campbell as the Squire of Gothos. He would later on play uh, Klingon Koloth in both Star Trek, in both the original series and Deep Space Nine. Another very busy actor. Wait, he's a Klingon in DS9? Yes, Koloth. He plays Koloth in both uh, the original series and DS9. The fuck? Hold on. K-O-L-O-T-H, because everything in Klingon is spelled with a K. <laughs> Star Trek. Huh. I don't recognize that episode. Really? But then again... Uh... I don't know. It, it, he appears like, first in the Trouble with Troubles. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, like the DS9 episode. Oh, okay. I mean, of course, I know Koloth from the original series. I mean, come on, ha, 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 ha. Interesting actor, by the way. He's got these nice little gestures and such. Who, Koloth or Jaeger? Send us home, then. (laughs) Plot. Uh, yeah.
from 600 light years away, couldn't you have moved a bit closer? 900. Thank you. Yeah, but we don't eat. Well, we do sometimes eat each other, yeah. That is true. Sometimes you just got a, you know, a hankering for long pork. (laughs) I haven't gotten that hungry yet. Who says anything about hungry? The bacon is fantastic. Mr. Truder, on the other hand, sometimes looks at me and licks his lips. Yes. He's our uh, victim for the episode. <laughs> don't kill him. Don't kill him. You can grab him, though. Wait, they're calling him a meteorologist. He was a geologist on the bridge. Shush. You're paying attention to the episode. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That's, that's the curse of writing for a science fiction television episode or movie. The audience will pay attention to little things like that. Uh, frankly, I wouldn't be what the, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, dumbass. No, not the salt, salt vampire. vampire. No. Oh my god! And not the other weird thing that was in the alcove. Oh, well, could this be the end of the salt vampire? No, no, because there's another salt vampire on the ship still, okay, biding thought, its time. Okay, I was kind of afraid Trelane might have kidnapped the salt vampire as well as uh, Kirk and Sulu. No, if they did, the the salt vampire would have been in the. Uh, uh, same area as Sulu and Kirk. Maybe the salt vampire was the yeoman on the bridge. <gasps> the Oh, yeah. Wait, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Because no one pays attention to the yeoman? Well, besides us. Gets all the salt. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That would have been a great way for uh, the salt vampire to get salt. Be one of those yeomans who's always delivering meals and stuff. Or it could just ask for some salt from the dispenser. And sees those looks from the other crew and says, I like my food season. Sue me. Marshall Goodfellowship. Okay, medical officer, don't just stand there. Seriously. 
I wonder if he's done some voice work. William Campbell? Uh, actually, he was in, I believe, a Star Trek computer game. Here we go. William. Uh, IMDB. Here we go. He has a nickname. They call him Skippy? (laughs) Don't know. Oh, here we go. All filmography. Actor. (laughs) Kung Fu, the legend continues. Oh, he was also in Shazam. Yeah. He's one of those actors who do anything. That's not Shazam. Also, the movie, also known as uh, having fun. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, I know. What What the fuck is this? Only six? No. Another planet? Hey, that's a good guess. (laughs) Have you turned your tricorder on? That would be kind of creepy, to be honest. And he can hear you. So he's trapped here, I guess. Oh, it's a whaling globe. Okay. Oops. Oh, they'll do. Mm-hmm. They also deliver coffee. They do. <laughs> Actually, that would have been interesting. Every female crew person on the Enterprise suddenly in that room. Kind of makes me wonder how many female crew members there actually are. 
Good question. I don't think I've ever seen a gender breakdown of a Starship crew. And the episode's over. End credits. <laughs> oh, that would have been interesting. That would have been actually kind of cool, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I, I'd been trying to figure out a way to trick you into getting me onto your ship. Holy shit, there's an engineering person on the... Uh, oh, and they're all just fucking leaving. <laughs> I just had to sit down for a bit. Oh, well, the female yeoman is still there, so that uh, shoots down my theory of her being the salt vampire. No, no, no. The salt vampire always was on the ship and wasn't beamed down to with the rest of the group. Oh, that's right. Pull him out and zap <laughs> have been exceptions. Ooh. I like how he could just fucking cut you. Cold as ice. Well, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would make faces at uh, an enemy. <laughs> in all these scenes in various movies and TVs and stuff showing uh, dinner tables with these large assortments of fruits and I yeah. have yet to see anyone actually eating some of the fruit because it's wax fruit I, I don't think high class people would uh, display wax fruit fruit but, but a movie studio was, would well the studio would yeah but if i was ever found myself at a banquet and such and there was that kind of stuff on the centerpiece of the table i'd be tempted to at least take some of the grapes you don't remember persephone yes um nice touch or elf food Squire, <laughs> retired, lonely. Uh, don't know if that's okay. <laughs> Up yours. <laughs>
Not a lot of people on the Enterprise do, so. Really? I'll have to go back and see if Michelle Nichols actually knew how to play a keyboard instrument. I know he doesn't. And uh, no, Michelle Nichols is not playing the harpsichord. You, you just break my heart one beat at a time, you know. It's, it's, it's my job. <laughs> it's my purpose. I'm still trying to figure out what the fucking thing that was on the wall over there. It's a holodeck. Actually, no way. Holodecks did have food and with a uh, taste. Why do they presume he has no natural powers? Exactly. Like, you could have been just that he doesn't have the concept of what the food tastes like. Or he doesn't feel it necessary for the uh, fire to produce heat. I mean, I could have told you he had no taste at all when I noticed he has an alligator's head above the fireplace. Th See? I was going to say, are we kidding? All right, Uhura, stop that. Or play something. Stop having fun. This is some leaps of logic here. I that know. I'm not really following. We're talking about the mechanism on the shore leave planet, aren't we? No, the mechanism on the shore leave planet uh, built the things in a factory below the surface and then had them placed up on the uh, surface. This one is more like a replicator. Oh, okay. Which makes me wonder if this is maybe the origin of the replicator technology. 
I don't think they would have been exposed to this long enough to um, develop replicator technology. And as we now see, uh, replicator technology is already being processed here on Earth with 3D printers. Admittedly primitive, but still got time. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the pro- in the Star Trek uh, timeline here, where they just have uh, galleys cooking food and shit. Is the omen like really like? Please let me continue dancing with him. Really? Is this why we keep going through Yeoman? <laughs> Yeoman and Star Trek are interesting people. Yes, they have very high quality assets <laughs> that make them invaluable to the crew. <laughs> and the front of them aren't bad either. Wait a minute. That's a. Uh, how does he know about Alexander Hamilton? That's uh, too far ahead from his vantage point. Good point. He's not being consistent. No, he's not. Maybe maybe if this was a Mr. Magoo episode, we would have had more consistency. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Oh, uh, that ob- no, that's not that's the alcove where Kirk and uh, Sulu were frozen. Though. What? You ever see Barry Lyndon? No. There's a inter- there's a great duel scene there, and it didn't turn out very well. I mean, uh, the I scene didn't... the scene was good, but the results of the duel turned out very sorry. No, we go ahead. No, the only duel I'm familiar with on film is the uh, the Highlander duel, where he kept getting back up. Which was funny as hell, to be honest. Yeah. It would have been interesting if something got knocked loose from the ceiling and fell on his head. Ka-chunk. Shoot the mirror. Shoot the mirror. Shoot the mirror. Well, I wonder if he was actually tempted to put the bullet through Trelane. What the fuck? Okay, this is from the guy that did Mr. Magoo. Oh, my God. Now, don't hold that against him. Some of the Mr. I'll Magoo hold it against him. Now, I'm kind of sorry I brought it up. And the atmosphere is crashing in at unbelievable uh, speeds. <laughs> Oh, 
Well, nobody likes a poor loser. This can't be the end of the episode. <laughs> okay, no, it's not. All right. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Who may trace their beam? Yeah, like, what's the point? Their solar system. I approve. I was going to say, actually, that's not bad. No, no. We're in a, in a crisis situation. Spoil sport. Seriously. Party let, let a girl have some fun. Really. Really want to see her walking along the car towards the Enterprise. Delivering coffee with that. And someone says, uh, any cream with this? All right, that is kind of funny. Yeah. Like the planet just wiggling in front of it. All right, can we stop this? So how did this look before the decent special effects? Um, much more detail here, of course, but other than that, the same. I mean, the planet image was not as active in the original version. It was rather a sort of a blah stock planet. So the planet image. can move, and it could actually have just moved closer to Earth if it was that curious. Yes, agreed. Uh, I, but one can see in showing that he's not exactly at the top of his game. Hmm. Behold. Q. Wait a minute. This is also ahead of its time. Yes. I'm beginning to think that Trelane's not on the up and up. Gasp. Oh, choke. Oh. But actually, you're mentioning Q. It's yeah. kind of interesting. You've heard the theory that... That this uh, is actually uh, a child Q? Yes. I heard a theory, yeah. But then why does it need the machine? A frippery of some sort. Um, an ornament. 
I sort of, sort of a bit lean towards the Q theory here. It would, um, it would, it would answer several questions. It would have been cool if the Trilline showed up in the next generation as a, another Q. But then, you know, why isn't he called Q? He's playing a childish game. Oh. Well, if you're playing a real British judge, you need to have a little black cap on your head when you're doing that kind of sentence. So, yeah. Also, doesn't he have right to representation? Well, one could have said yes, but <laughs> Trelane apparently doesn't play strictly by the rules. It's a big surprise. I wonder if they uh, showed the, the hangman's noose as a shadow because they couldn't show it directly because of TV standards. Oh, no, it'll be showing up in just a moment. Ah, okay. Well, I'm sure many thousands of condemned criminals would have an issue with that statement. Letting me go, and yep. we'll come back. <laughs> In 20 years. Yeah. You'll never expect it. Let's find out.
Do I get a weapon? Like He's going to spread the love. See, he sounds like a Q. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay, yeah, good point. Aren't you supposed to get a time limit, too? Like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi? <laughs> the fuck that wasn't that wasn't hunting that was barely uh barely any time at all wait a minute i mean he shouldn't be allowed to teleport here and there exactly this is where we find out that having skinny trees is not an asset we'll make the trees thicker make the forest bigger or give him a sword Behold the power of my rubber sword. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Wait. Don't throw the sword away. Oh, Lord. You know, it would have been helpful if you didn't throw the... God damn it. He's almost as bad as Pike sometimes. <laughs> Well, that's how he got the command of the Enterprise. Yeah, logically, let's just Wait, go back what? to the castle. This is the game of the forest, my dude. See if you can take one of those torches down off the wall. Oh, that'd be a good idea, actually. That's that's bullshit. That's also bullshit. I want to hear you tell a Q entity something like that. Cisco did it all the time. Cisco just said "fuck you" and punched Q. <laughs> and Picard's there thinking, "Damn, why didn't I think of that?" The card is like, how can I relate this to Shakespeare? Oh, Barely well, did yeah. I smack your bitch ass <laughs> up and down this uh, bridge. Stupid God.
Oh. He's lucky he didn't uh, uh, knee butt the wrong end. Yeah, good point. I wonder if that actually happened before. I imagine. It's like these people, mainly in Westerns that I see, who uh, just stick the guns into their pants. Oh, yeah. And I'm there thinking, oh, no. Well, if you're a general, I'm the emperor. You would still be making the sake. Yeah. This is kind of a deuce as Mechanica ending, but uh, I'm still kind of digging it. Yeah, it's very nice pace. In fact, I know we're getting near the episode, and I'm surprised. I thought it lasts longer than this. So, up against these creatures, up against Thacians, up against all... We're building up a nice little reputation of meeting these creatures with powers and abilities far in advance of our own. Yes, but uh, we don't have any uh, trade deals uh, getting Tranya into the Federation. Right. But you think that this race would come up again later? Well, if they're the Q, then yeah, they would. Well, I mean, yes, but the Q, maybe they're a different offshoot of the Q. I mean, yeah. Why haven't we seen the Thacians again? Or again, why haven't we seen the First Federation again? A lot of missed opportunities here. Exactly. Like, imagine uh, the First Federation's ship showing up during the Dominion War or something like that. Exactly. Or up against the Doomsday Machine. That too. I'll Spock work on it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is an inkwell? De- okay, school desk, and this is even before my time. School desk used to have little 
jars of ink built into the top of the desk. And the mm-hmm. students would dip their pens into the ink well to do their writing and such. Mm-hmm. But then someone came up with the wooden pencil and later on the uh, ballpoint pen, and there went the ink wells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm giving like, this an A-, minus, maybe just a solid A. The ending to me is an A minus, but everything before that was just kind of dull. But I'm also wondering if maybe that part of that problem is that I'm used to the Q episodes, so I'm used to them being more interesting, I guess. I mean, we were really impressed by Trelane and stuff like that, but then along comes the next generation. We have the Q, and we're, our socks are really knocked off, making us forget just how wretched. Uh, the rest of the episode is pretty much. I mean, it is obvious that I think they had that set set up and they built the episode around it. It's almost, it's almost how that, how that feels, you know? Oh, cause you have that one set, you have the enterprise, which is already built. And then you have the world's sparsest, uh, courtroom. Yeah, well, once so again, budget considerations. So, let's see, hold on. Uh, was the set of Squire of Gothos used for anything else? I imagine they had that judge's bench and such. Um, oh, no, the bench was literally just the bench and the stand. They, they could set that up in like five minutes. Let's see. Yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing on the easy Google search. So I'll just let it be. But yeah, it feels like. All right, we need something around a banquet hall. You know, we have this really nifty setup. We could throw in the salt vampire costume we had from before. And I think that's the last we ever actually see that costume, right? Pretty much, yes. Mm. Oh, well. Now, the uh, costume that we first see uh, Trelane in when they arrive. Yeah. That coat was reused in Gilligan's Island and also in an episode of The Monkees. For those of you who have the time, free time on your hand and collection of those episodes to search for it. Uh, I, I like Gilligan's Island, but I, I kept getting upset. They kept going back to the same island multiple times. I can never like see every time they escape, they always go back. I can never see the fascination in Gilligan's Island. And you and your mother are both just enamored of that series. Uh, Marianne, the, the, the mystery oh. is solved. You can move on now. <laughs> okay, I wasn't, I, 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 wasn't, I, I wasn't a ginger man, I was Marianne. I've met a lot of Marianne people, including, I must admit, myself. I could never, I'm sure, uh, and I can't remember the name of the actress who played uh, Ginger. I'm certain she was a very nice lady. She was kind to animals, baked her own bread. But Marianne is just like she's Betty, Marianne. Like Betty Rubble. She's just so cute. Mm hmm. But yeah, so it's like the, uh, the ending of that episode was an A minus for me because it was. I could see the twist coming because uh, I've also seen the episode before, so I, I kind of knew what was coming. Well, thank you for that but, admission. <laughs> but it was 
it was well done all the same. Like, Kirk really sold that whole, wait, what's going on? Oh, that's what's going on. It was kind of ripped off, I think, in Explorers, where uh, the aliens that the kids end up meeting aren't actually, like, adult aliens. They're actually kids who basically stole their parents' car. Oh. You don't remember that movie? Yes. uh, I like it. We'll have to catch it again sometime. It's been a a few decades since I've actually seen it. We might want to put a check mark on that as a possibility for a future show. Yep. Oh, uh, so if y'all, if our, our audience is still with us and they have any <laughs> ideas of uh, what they would like us to watch, they can let us know at lostpodcastoftitan at gmail.com. Yes. Da, 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 da. Feel free to write. We get lonely here. <laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? Arena. Oh, next is Arena. Yes. Fuck yes. We got the, we got the lizard dude, the world's <laughs> slowest lizard. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Like, slow down, human, so I can kill you. (laughs) Like, I understand this is our commentary uh, podcast, uh, but sometimes it just felt like there wasn't anything really to comment on the Squire of Gothos. But, I mean, Arena is going to be, like, just gold, I think. (laughs) But uh, we'll go ahead and let y'all go. Yes. Uh, And hope to see y'all next time. And you people take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.